0: They're the crazy cat ladies. The people with their front yards full of broken down cars and quote unquote junk. They're hoarders. So what is hoarding and why do people do it? Well, my name's Kate and I'm gonna answer those questions. All you have to do is slide into my DX. avid listener and you remember the first episode when I talked about obsessive compulsive disorder and related disorders. The category of obsessive compulsive disorder in the DSM-5 instead of it being under anxiety disorders. And in that, one of the disorders under that, so on the obsessive compulsive spectrum, is hoarding disorder. Now before the new DSM-5 Hoarding was considered a compulsion, so it's considered to be under obsessive-compulsive disorder. However, it was realized that hoarding and hoarding disorder didn't necessarily fall under the same ideas of obsessive-compulsive disorder, mainly in that there's no true obsession and compulsion relationship. Now, while there are some similarities between hoarding disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. The people that put together the DSM-5 realized that there were too many differences for it to be considered actually part of true OCD. While this episode is a bit more of a commentary on the show Hoarders, you first need to understand what hoarding disorder is. So hoarding disorder is characterized by difficulty discarding or parting with possessions and belongings, regardless of what their actual value is. And so it's things that other people might be considering them as trash. That and there's a persistent acquisition of objects. Another key marking is that the possessions are accumulated in such large numbers that it fills up their spaces or their cars, houses, offices, to the point where you can't use whatever that is as intended. So you can't really drive your car can't live in your house well. Some of the reason why these possessions are accumulated so much and why there's a difficulty in throwing them away is that there's kind of a sentimental value attached or there's the belief that the item can be used sometime eventually that there's oh I have a use for this or I'm going to use it. Uh, Those are some of the thoughts that someone with hoarding disorder might have. The reason that people hoard can be as a result of environmental learning. So the way they were raised, maybe they one of their parents had hoarding disorder or they were just frugal as a result of a uh, generational. So it's been found that people who lived through the Great Depression or other famines were more likely to have the need or want to have more food or provide for their families a lot more food than they ever had. Because they experienced that trauma of being hungry. In that same way, people that have experienced either homelessness or have been severely financially impacted where they didn't know if they were always going to be able to eat or didn't have many very options of what they could eat, more likely to want to prevent that. And so they hold on to food or they don't want to waste food because they knew what it was like imagining people wasting food when they were so hungry. So in that sense, one might think that hoarding is a result of OCD. So it's that that fear, that obsession of not having things. But one of the big differences that comes between hoarding and true obsessive compulsive disorder is that people that experience hoarding don't necessarily see a problem with their behavior. They very much rationalize their thinking and their thought process saying, well, This item can be used or I need this food. Whereas with obsessive compulsive disorder, there is that oftentimes recognition that the obsessions are irrational and the resulting compulsions are irrational, but there's still the thought that causes the anxiety. Additionally, when people engage in their hoarding behavior, such as buying things, there's almost a sense of joy that comes from it. Whereas when people engage in their obsessive compulsive, their compulsions, they don't enjoy the compulsions. They don't want to do the compulsions. So, with that, people with hoarding disorder don't necessarily go seek treatment themselves. More it's the family members that encourage them to seek treatment, or their house is getting evicted, or there's a health notice that's coming to it. And so they, realize they have to change their behavior in order to be able to keep living a pleasant life. Another difference is that people with hoarding disorder, while they can use CBT as a treatment, and that's a treatment option, they don't necessarily respond well to exposure response prevention. And that's because there is no obsession-compulsion relationship to get rid of. In the case of OCD, where you can create that disconnect between the obsession and compulsion and reduce that anxiety and fear It's not exactly the case and able to be done with hoarding disorder. Instead, it's more about understanding the behavior and getting to the root of the behavior and having the person realize more so what they're doing. While OCD and hoarding are separate, it is possible to have hoarding and OCD as comorbid disorders, and that was a bit of my case when I was younger, about 11, I experienced a dramatic increase in thoughts related to hoarding. I wanted to keep things because I felt that I would miss out on something or there's value to them that I would need in the future, and I attached a lot of sentimental values to things that other people would consider trash. And with my own experience it kind of ties into the idea of why people with hoarding are ne- necessarily successful with treatment because some people think that you need to just kind of interject yourself into the behavior and get rid of their stuff and the problem will be helped. Kind of the idea behind the show Hoarders that I'm going to be talking about in a second. The problem with that is that it's incredibly distressing to have your possessions that you have sentimental value attached to to be thrown away. So imagine you got a pocket watch from your grandfather. Someone else looks at it and thinks, well, that's trash. They throw it away. You'd be pretty distressed for that to happen. And that's a little bit of the same feeling that people with hoarding disorder experience when other people kind of just try to throw things away. So that was a bit of what happened to me and my own parents where they didn't necessarily know what was going on with me. They didn't know how to help. And this is the way they saw it best to be helped. With that being said, that my own little interjection of my own experience, that's one piece of advice I have. Uh, Not professional advice, but just personal experience advice. Uh, If you know someone that's experiencing hoarding disorder, is to seek advice from a professional in the field of mental health. They'll be able to tell you what to do, help you find ways to encourage the person to go seek treatment, but don't try to just fix the problem yourself because it's most likely just going to cause more harm than good. The show Hoarders. The disclaimer to begin with, I only watched the first episode so I I don't know if they changed any of the the way they did things, so this is really just an analysis of the first episode, but I didn't like it, and I'm going to explain why. Um, Maybe, yes, I might be a little biased because I have my own experience with hoarding disorder, and it's a sensitive thing to me, and it's very personal, but honestly, I just felt that the way they did it was not positive. I will also say that, yes, it's a reality show, so I don't know if any or at all of it is scripted. So I can't say to that exactly. But episode one. So to start off, I was not exactly thrilled with the the dramatization of it. It seemed like a drama movie, like a poorly done drama. And yeah, it was 2009, and so that might have just been the style at the time, but it really was just so overly dramatized. Like the music, the cuts, uh, the coloring, and it all kind of played into the idea that the hoarders and their their homes, everything was just so intense and insane. Um, and yeah, the disorder it can be a bit intense, but it just did not look good uh, coming from someone that has experience with hoarding disorder. So the show splits between two different people. The first person is actually a family. So it's husband and wife and they have kids. The wife apparently has compulsive shopping tendencies and the husband has hoarding tendencies, which, yeah, it's kind of a, a bad combination. They very much play into each other and that can be kind of detrimental to both of them. So the main stressor or problem for this family is that their house was been deemed, well, not deemed unlivable yet. There is going to be a visit from a health inspector because there were concerns raised about their house. And so they're really worried about losing their kids. So in comes a professional organizer. I had tried to do a little bit of research into what a professional organizer was. And I wasn't really certain. Yes, there is training. Involved. It's not just someone that's, oh, I like organizing and so I'm going to help other people organize. I mean, obviously, yes, they do enjoy their job, but there's a little bit more into it. Specifically, though, for hoarding and disorders like that, uh, there is a little bit of training that's done specifically for that, but the people are not health, uh, mental health professionals. They're not a part of that field. So for someone, to come in and an idea to help these people, you really need someone that is trained and knows how to help them in a sense with their thoughts and the thought processes behind um, helping them get past the disorders. One of the main things that bothered me about how this focus on this family was that, and this might have had something to do with maybe the husband's uh, lack of involvement or interest, is that a lot of it focused on the wife, who did not necessarily have hoarding disorder. Yes, she was a compulsive shopper, but her problem, she didn't necessarily have an issue with throwing things away. It was more that uh, she just kind of became overwhelmed with all the things. The husband, though, did show a great deal of distress when the cleanup crew came in. They were uh, throwing things away. But they didn't really focus on him and kind of helping him. It was more about what the wife wanted. And she would even, uh, the husband would leave. And so then she would go and uh, one specifically was like the attic. Uh, he left and they went in the attic and threw a bunch of things away. And he came home and it was just distressing for him to see that. And that was just very problematic to me because of my own experience, a very, a very similar experience uh, where my parents would go in and throw a bunch of the things that I had collected uh, when I was gone. And so it was very traumatic and troubling. Something else that bothered me had to do with the children. The children would go off to school and then they would be working on it, the house. It was just two days to basically clean the entire house. And they didn't necessarily focus on how it affected the children. Because the the reason this bothers me is because uh, the children may have gotten some of the ideas from their parents and kind of felt the same thought process of hoarding. And then all of a sudden their stuff was being thrown away. Specifically the youngest who they send the show that he had really known the cluttered house his whole life. And that was really all he knew. And there's a specific scene where they're throwing away a playhouse and the kid didn't know that was going to happen. The kid goes out in the front yard. One of the cleanup crew members is literally smashing it with a a sledgehammer to go throw it in the dump truck. And the kid is definitely distressed. Obviously, he's very young. He doesn't know what's going on. Uh, Something he said was, I had wanted to give that to my own children. So yeah, it's, I guess... irrational thought and he was a child but still it's very traumatic for the child to see that and you don't know how that's going to affect them going on hopefully it doesn't kids can be very resilient but then also sometimes things affect them more than we think they do so that was something that i was kind of concerned about another thing that was not so good uh, was more the end this was kind of on the the professional organizer's Uh, plate she was talking to the husband and I just have to stress the poor husband you can see the shots of him his body language and just his face and just how unhappy and distressing it was but the organizer was talking to the husband and of about like his thoughts uh, you know now the house was more cleaned and kind of like oh how he was feeling about it and she said that uh, we, we did everything that your wife wanted to do. And that was just kind of a bad thing that kind of just threw in a little uh, stressor and tension between the two. And that was kind of a bad thing. But that also just kind of goes back to say where it was not focused on helping the husband who really had more of the problem. So to naja, the second person. Uh, this was a 60 something year old woman who had a problem with collecting and hoarding food because of her past experience of being financially insecure. That's the right term, but she experienced poverty and what it was like to not be able to, you know, know if you're going to have food or even choose your food. So that was kind of the thoughts behind her collecting so much food is that uncertainty of um, the future and then just wanting to be able to choose for herself and make whatever she wanted because she knew it was like to have that lack of choice. Now, with this woman, I will say was a little better because the person that came in was a mental health professional. They were a psychologist and they're trained in compulsive collecting. So he really was trying to help with the thoughts behind her behaviors and helping her get rid of food because she would collect a lot of food um, fresh produce things like that things would just spoil her freezer she had two freezers and fridges they were full of food and things had gone rotten uh, but she didn't like to waste food so she would think that certain things you could still eat it and so she was really putting herself at a risk for food poisoning and some sort of bacterial Development from that. She really didn't think that she had a problem She would rationalize keeping certain foods Saying of certain things weren't spoiled can still eat it But it was her family That kind of wanted to get help that and then she was facing eviction because her house was just full of uh, Dirt spoiled food flies for her. She was very willing to get help um, more so in the sense of cleaning like the clutter and getting rid of the food that had really noticeably spoiled like there' was a pumpkin that she had in her house. that was just it was just gone, melted. some of the stress really came when it came to throwing away food that she thought was still edible. and eventually progressed. She like things went very slowly because she would go through each of the food items, like in the fridge, and give a rationale for keeping it. But then, you know, in the second day later, the distress became very clear. And one thing I didn't really think was helping was the cleanup crew. Because these cleanup crews, I don't believe, are very much trained in how to deal with this, how to deal with hoarding disorders. And some of the cut scenes, I don't know if you necessarily heard it, but just the way they were talking about it, it was very insensitive towards the person. Now, I'm by no means a PC person, so I'm not super overly concerned about necessarily insulting it in certain cases, but when you're there to help someone and to kind of laugh about what's going on in, in their house, it was not the right place. At the end of the episode, there was a bit of follow-up and it was more just like kind of text on the screen explaining what was going on afterwards. So they'd gone, the husband and wife were going to counseling. The woman was seeking a mental health treatment, the 67 year old woman. But as much as that, there's really wasn't a lot of follow-up. And that was, that's one of the biggest issues I have with the show. Uh, not just that it's kind of, publicizing and making money off of people's struggles and their disorders and giving someone and someone finding entertainment from it that while yes um in certain cases this can very much help people giving someone two days to just kind of clear out all their stuff very traumatic and distressing i can't i can't stress it enough how distressing that can be which is one reason why people I said before don't necessarily keep up with treatment is that it's very difficult and distressing and traumatic. So especially with that husband who things were just being thrown away and not really focusing on his thoughts behind it, giving just two days to try and fix a problem is not work because cleaning the house is really just addressing the symptom and that doesn't work you have to treat the root cause now the one psychologist was doing that and they did mention that that you can't just treat the symptom you have to treat the disorder itself so that's where one of my issues comes is that it was focusing a lot on just cleaning the house and looking at their their gross collection and not actually helping the person now, apparently the show, when it was it was revamped by Lifetime, it was originally on A&E, uh, but the revamped edition, apparently they do focus a little bit more on the healing and helping, but I haven't seen that, so I can't comment on that entirely. This is really just about those first, well, the first episode, and I believe just kind of how it was done to begin with. And lastly, I do just want to say that a lot of this commentary and my opinions on the show, it's not coming from a mental health professional's insights. I, I say it again and again, but I'm not a professional. These, This opinion is more my own personal feelings, given my own personal experience with the disorder, and just kind of more about how I felt about it. Well, that's all I got for this show. Hopefully you enjoyed it, as always. Next episode, I'm going to be focusing on relationship OCD, which is OCD that focuses mainly around uh, romantic relationships and kind of the obsessions are related to that. Hopefully you'll listen to that. As always, thank you for listening and thank you for sliding into my DX.